You don't have to let us into your village. We will make do with a makeshift camp in the wilderness. We didn't even know this place existed. You don't seem to understand what you are outsiders to our valley entails. You aren't being asked to stay out of our village. You're being told to stay out of the valley. <laughs> you hardly have the authority over the span of nature outside your home village. Do you really think I won't defend my home? Which includes the valley. Uh, you don't realize how bizarre that sounds, do you? It's just nature. Land. There's nobody living there save for some rabbits and birds. You hardly have anything to worry about with Declan and myself. And how do I know you two are telling the truth? You could just be scouting out the valley and the village before bringing along your friends to kill us and loot our homes. We're bounty hunters! The two dragons soon became nose to nose while their argument escalates. They glare at each other, and their anger becomes more apparent to others nearby. You can make any claims you want. That doesn't matter. <gasps> Take your caresses to reuse tail. <sighs> what my beloved is trying to say is that he is this valley's protector. To you it may be wilderness, but it has been his family's home for many generations. He is tasked with protecting the land and its inhabitants. And outsiders have, well, more than often than not, proven to be troublesome for him. Lavina looks to the human woman and the dragon. Confusion spreads across her face. Um... I don't... What just happened? Declan watches Taken Jurio's interactions for a moment, before chuckling softly to himself. <laughs> she grabbed his tail, and you know what that does to a dragon. Uh, oh, oh, that. That would be one way to shut him up, I suppose. And he doesn't mean to be xenophobic, but that is what happens when most of the time your fears about visitors in the valley are proven true. I can understand that and empathize with his concerns. However, as my comrade has stated, we're here trying to hunt down a rather elusive criminal who, based on our findings, is hiding out somewhere within your valley. I assure you, on behalf of the Protector, that outsiders do stand out here. If anybody can find this criminal, if he is in fact here, it is Jiryu here. If you would be willing to aid us, we would greatly appreciate it. However, we do not know how long exactly he has been hiding out within your valley. So, it is possible that even the two of you would not know where to look for him. See? That sounds reasonable. Doesn't it, Jiryu? Uh-huh. Well, as the two of you can imagine, there isn't an inn around here, but the days can be fair and the nights are harsh. If you intend to camp out in the wilderness, you may want to take as many precautions as you can. The concern is appreciated. If you would not mind offering your expertise in surviving in the area? Oh, I really don't have that sort of expertise. After my first night here, I've been living inside of homes. You weren't born here? Uh, no. I found this place by accident with my friend Farvel. Why did you get to stay here then? Without attitude from him? That does seem peculiar given your lover's ever so pleasant demeanor. Oh, he and I hated one another. And he treated me with the same aggressive xenophobia he treats all others with. And now you live here. 
Based on how they act with one another, I am forced to assume that at some point the two of you... <clears throat> reconciled your differences? Of course. We have children together. Take a stops caressing Jiryu's tail. Jiryu, uh, hmm. what if they're right? What? What? Right about what? What if there is a criminal here? Miyu, Tanjiro, and our friend's children. Severin and Marte? Ah. <sighs> you realize that this isn't going to make me like the idea of them being in the valley, right? I refuse to accept the possibility that your stubborn nature may result in endangering our children! I didn't say that they can't be here. Just that I refuse to like the idea of them being here. Then you agree to not kill them for wanting to hunt down this criminal? The instant they seem like they're not the morally upstanding bounty hunters they claim to be, they're dead. Oh, thank you, love. I knew fatherhood had softened you. That is softened? <laughs> if so, I would rather hate to have met him before she got to him. Yeah, agreed. They may even frequent the town and buy goods from our friends and neighbors. <sighs> that would be good. And, if they are bounty hunters, they have absolutely no reason to tell anybody about us and our village. They had better not. So, let them look for this criminal. If they don't find any proof that he's here in a few weeks, they have no reason to remain in the area and will leave. Right? That sounds amenable to me. You have any complaints? None at all. It is not exactly as though we would have pleasant company where we want to stay. I mean, <laughs> seriously. Come now. Surely not all of the inhabitants are as personable as he is. I would imagine more of them to be like Taika here. Or else she would have not have wanted to stay. Even if she did grow attached to Jiryu. She seems too pleasant to want to live in a town full of him. But the other inhabitants stay here, even knowing who their protector is. How pleasant can they be, even comparatively? I suspect we will soon find out. If you need food or other supplies, there are shops in town. But, if you do not find any evidence that the criminal is here, then, as per Jiryu's wishes, you will leave. Understood. We would not wish to impose. <sighs> A little late for that. The two bounty hunters scouted the area. They decided the most likely path to take over the mountains, and then proceeded to walk the path their target would traverse. They looked for any signs of life, save for the creatures native to the mountainside and the fields below the incline. Declan and Lavina approached a crevasse located in the mountainside. That seems as good a place as any to hide. Does. Would you like the honors of looking first? It looks like maybe one of us could comfortably stay here, but I suppose that this sort of place is comfortable when it's one's only choice. So, you would say it would be fitting, perhaps, for a man on the run, nursing wounds from a failed attempt to capture him? It certainly seems like it would suffice for that purpose. It'd be difficult to get a person in there. Do you think all of these sorts of crevices warrant a close inspection? Almost assuredly. We have quite a lot of searching to undertake, then. But it must be done. All right. We have a long day ahead of us, then. A long day. But worth the effort should we locate him. 
Later that day, as the sun was beginning to set, Lavina wiggled into a crevice. The jade dragon smelled something odd for the setting. Find anything in there? Yes, actually. Somebody had a fire going in here. Probably last night or this morning. I see. Any signs that it might be him in particular? There are some linen bandages, but you know, clearly that's not definitive of anybody. That is not, no. Still, it is our best lead so far. Well, what should we do? Assume it's not Joffy or continue searching until we are certain one way or the other? Declan folded his arms in contemplation. It's getting late. We'll be out of light to search with soon. But we also know where to start searching tomorrow. If we should cease for the evening. So, we mark off the area on the map where we started to find some proof of somebody having been here lately. Pick up around here tomorrow morning? That makes the most sense. There's always the chance that Dragon is wrong, and that there are people out here camping out for any number of reasons. If we are being completely frank, he almost certainly is wrong. He's just one person. He cannot possibly patrol the entire valley on his own. Oh, please do not tell him that. I hardly want to speak with him longer than I absolutely have to. Of course. Even beside that, his continued hospitality, such as it is, is demanded until our business is concluded. We wouldn't want to get further on his bad side. And neither of us wants to endanger the people of this valley because their guardian dragon is an overly confident idiot. <laughs> of course not. That'd be even more foolish. Well, let us begin our return trip, then. Having moved from one crevasse and cave to another several times over the course of the past week, Joffy, the notorious bandit that Declan and Lavina were hunting, swore to himself. Damnable bounty hunters. <coughs> the bandit held his aching ribs as his coughing fit continued for several long moments. I can't even be sure they didn't follow me, so I can rest up properly. <coughs> Joffy leaned against the wall of the newest cave he had chosen to hide in while his wounds were healing. I can hardly wait until I've recovered, and I can pay them back for this. Yusha stared out the window. She was worried about everything she had been told up to this point with the bounty hunters and their suspicions. Knowing that the presence of unwanted strangers in the valley was a possibility once more, the half-dragon watched the children more closely when they spent time outdoors. Brynis, her husband, watches her for several long moments. Yusha, is everything all right? I am just thinking about things as they are. Everything is all right. Hmm, I see. So, you're not concerned with these bounty hunters and their presence? Oh, nothing is going to happen to our young ones. I am not at all worried about that. <laughs> they are old enough to care for themselves in many instances now. And I'm not going to let anything happen to my sweet babies. Of course not. Neither will I. Let alone what the others would do should something of the sort happen again. I don't think anybody would want to witness Jiryu's wrath if something were to happen. If they knew there was a dragon like Jiryu here, I doubt we'd get as many wanderers here as we do. 
<laughs> Most likely not. But I feel the need to watch our children anyhow. Of course, and I do not fault you for that. <sighs> so, here we are. Six weeks later, and you have found nothing that proves that this bandit of yours is within our valley. These things take time, and if you had listened to us the first time we were trying to explain our timetable to you, you would be aware that- So far, your timetable has just meant six weeks of the people who live in this valley being terrified that something terrible is going to happen to us. Again. We could either keep searching in a subtle way with- two bounty hunters, or we can bring in a few more and have even more strangers so the search goes more quickly. If you have not found them in six weeks despite the numerous leads you've allegedly found, how much help will more of you be? And will it be worth further terrifying the denizens of the valley? Alright, given I don't think he's going to listen to me, do you want to reason with him, Declan? He doesn't seem interested in listening to reason if I'm being frank. That's because there is nothing reasonable about letting you two continue this fruitless search. I want to go outside now. Me too. This is boring. Can we go outside and play? Of course. But do be careful. I will go too. To keep an eye on them while they play. Thank you, Severin. Come on. I want to go for a walk. Me too. Me too. All right. Let us go. Severin led the two children outside. Now that your children have left the building, are you willing to listen to sense about the fact that if this criminal has made camp in your valley, you and yours are all in tremendous danger? Maybe if you had found any proof that he was, this would be a much different conversation. This despite that we have already proven that you are not so thorough in your patrols of your valley given the numerous burnt-out campfires that Lavina and I have located? You what? How dare you- <laughs> Take a caresses to Ryu's tail. Certainly you can appreciate that people here are terrified. And if there really is no danger because the man was walking along the mountain and he has moved on, then it does you no good to remain here. If he has in fact moved on. However, Given the number of campsites we have seen in the mountains surrounding this valley, I am not entirely certain that he has. I feel as though the two of you may be able to track his movements, determine where he headed next. We have been. Good. Then you should find proof of him soon. Definite proof that it's him? We expect so. Well, certainly take a moment, get some food, and then return to your search. We all want the same thing here. But it is frustrating, and it makes many of our friends uneasy that you are still here, convinced that a criminal is possibly going to appear and terrorize our village. A concern that we empathize with, but surely they understand that we wish and need to be thorough to ensure that he does not escape us, yes? Of course, and Jiryu, should he find this man after you depart, would gladly take care of him and ensure that he is no longer a problem. Uh-huh. So... Please, continue with your work. But keep in mind the villagers are growing more and more afraid. Of course. And we do earnestly apologize for that fact. Miyu ran toward the small area where the stores of the village were. Come on! This is going to be fun! It 
will be. Come on, Sev, hurry up. Take it easy, you two. We have plenty of time to shop and look around. But if we hurry, we can have even more time to shop and look around. Uh, I suppose that is true. <laughs> the two young children rushed into a shop. Already knowing their destination, the two young Kwasam damn swiftly made their way to the area where the desserts were sold. Oh, look how good everything looks. Yeah, and Sev isn't going to tell us no like Mommy and Daddy. You do need to watch yourselves, however. Teka and Father would not appreciate if you were full of sweets when dinner time comes. We can just say we're not hungry, right? Right. Mommy and Daddy would never know we ate lots of cake and candy. Having overheard the brief conversation exchange, Mate approached the three half-dragons. Are you really going to let them fill up on desserts? Uh, uh no, I, I, I d d didn't plan to, uh, uh... Oh, he will, because he's a fun big brother. Uh-huh, he's the best, and he wouldn't tell on us if we do. Is that so? Are you really going to break their cute little hearts? The eldest of the half-dragons flashes a deep crimson with embarrassment. Er, uh, uh, um, but... He wouldn't do that. So, let's go get everything we want. Yeah, all the best stuff. <laughs> so, they're still the same. How have you been? <laughs> er, I, uh, I, I've been, uh, fine. And you? The same, mostly. Things rarely happen here, after all. Right. Rarely. Even despite what the bounty hunters have claimed. Although they have not actually found proof that there is anybody dangerous in the valley. Really? They have been here for a while. As the two speak, the door of the shop opens once more. A man, Joffy, steps in his clothing torn in places, with signs of barely healed wounds visible beneath the tears. The bandit moves towards the back of the grocer, looking at the wares within. This is true, but uh, Taker and Father were speaking with them as Miyu Tanjiro and I were leaving. There have been signs of campsites, but no proof that they belong to the man they seek. You would think that they'd have found more proof than that by now. Hmm... Uh, you would, but... Uh, oh, but I, I do not want to distract you from work. I think I heard another customer come in while we were talking. Marty turns and looks around. Oh, so someone did. I should tend to them. You should keep your siblings from getting into all the sweet foods. I will try. <laughs> they can be persistent. With a shy smile, the half-dragon returned his attention to his younger half-siblings, joining them near the collection of sweets for sale, and nearly immediately being assailed with requests to purchase countless cakes and candies. Marte then approached the customer. If you need anything, please, as always, feel free to let me know. Hmm? Oh, uh, um, right. I will. Marte stared at the man. She was trying to mentally place him. When she failed to remember his name, the shopkeep made her way to Severin's side. She took the eldest half-dragon's hand. Her face was ashen with realization. Severin, caught off guard by Marty's action, tensed up for a moment before he looked her in the face and realized that something was wrong. Marty? Severin, I have no idea who that man is. Slowly, hoping to avoid learning the stranger that Marty was referring to, 
Severin turned his gaze to get a glimpse of the man. The half-dragon frowned. He's not from the valley? I, I don't think so. All right. Keep an eye on him for just a moment. Severin knelt down beside his two half-siblings. Miu, Tanjiro, can you two do something for me? We're not putting back our cookies. You promised. Yeah, you said we could have sweets. Not that. I will buy whatever cakes you want, but I need you two to go get father. But he'll make us put away our sweets. And we're really looking forward to them. I will make sure you get to have them. But there is a stranger here in the store, and Marte is scared. I need you two to go get father. Oh, we get to all be dragons and help daddy. Oh, this is going to be fun. Right, something like that. So please, go get father. Severin, we need you to stay and protect Marte and the other villagers. We get to go be dragons with daddy. Miu then hurries out of the store. Yeah, don't let anything bad happen to anybody. Tenjiro hurried out behind his sister. Seven stood and returned his attention to Marty. All right, so they will be back soon enough with Father. Until then, Marty, I will make sure nothing happens. I hope your father gets here soon. I am certain he will. Miu and Tanjiro rush home. They hurry past the departing bounty hunters and to their parents. Mommy! Daddy! Bad things! Sam said to come get you! Bad things? What kind of bad things? A stranger in the valley. We left him protecting Marte in our absence. <sighs> Not again. A stranger? If he's who these bounty hunters are after... Stay here with them. I'm going to deal with this. What? You want us to stay here? You're both staying here with me. So, sit. And wait for your father to return. But Zed promised he'd buy us cakes. Are you saying you won't want cakes later? No, of course not. Then you sit and wait. Oh, alright. And now that that's settled, I'll be back as soon as I deal with this. Julia rushes out of the house, towards the town. Lavina stopped when she heard approaching footfalls. She turned towards Jiryu. What's the matter with you? Stranger in town. Without further delay, Jiryu continued on his path towards the town. Declan looked at Lavina curiously. What do you suppose the odds are? If this were any other place, I'd be skeptical, but given we're in an isolated area... Exactly my thoughts. Let us go. Without further discussion, the bounty hunters hurried after Jiryu. With the half-dragon briefly distracted, Joffrey hurried out the door. He glanced over his shoulder briefly. Not seeing the half-dragon man, he felt a slight sense of relief. When Seven realized that the stranger had left the building, the half-dragon swore quietly to himself. Marte, bar the door behind me. I will go find the stranger. Do not open it for anybody but myself or father, all right? Y yes Er... Uh, right If I do not find him, I will be back. With that, Seven made his way out of the building. The half-dragon looks around, hoping to find any sign about what direction the strange man had headed in. With no such sign making itself clear, Severn swears to himself again. As he prepares to head out to scour the town, he hears the sound of approaching footfalls. Turning, he sees his father and the bounty hunters approaching him. Oh, thank goodness. Where is this strange man, Severin? I am... Uh, 
not sure. He slipped out of Marte's store while my back was turned for just a minute. Where did he go? It had to have been Joffy, right? Uh, Joffy? Uh, the bandit we've been seeking. Oh, I, 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 I don't know. It's okay, Sev. We'll find him. You go wait with Marte. Make sure she and her family stay safe. All right? All right. Thank you, Father. I will. Severin turns and makes his way back towards Marte's shop. Where could he have gotten to? Picking a roof of a building might be too obvious. And he can't teleport inside without seeing there. Teleport? Did you say he can teleport? Huh? Oh, yes. Why do you think he was so difficult to catch? Because you aren't nearly as good at this as you think you are. Predictable. He can teleport to anywhere he has a clear line of sight. So we need to find him without him seeing us. So we can prevent that. I hope we can do so without losing him yet again. Levina crept around a building, not finding their target. She slowly moved along the row of homes and businesses. Declan, keeping Levina within earshot, moved along a different row of buildings. Would have been nice to know that their bandit could teleport sooner. Dario soon began to make his way forward, searching for any signs of the stranger, making sure that he knew that the two bounty hunters would remain within earshot. Levina peered down an alley. Once she realized the area was clear, she moved along slowly towards the next area. Declan did likewise, gazing down the nearest alleyway to himself and moving forward once he realized that Joffy was not there. Jiryu grumbled quietly as he moved slowly, frustrated at the situation. Levina stopped walking. She tensed up and looked at Declan and Jiryu. The familiar sound of magic caught her ears out of nowhere. After a moment, Declan glanced at Levina. He nodded as if to signify that he too heard the noise. Jiryu looked at the two bounty hunters with curiosity. He did not know what the noise was, but if he had to make a guess, he would have assumed it the magic of the missing bandit. Joffy, hearing the quiet footfalls drawing closer to him, continued his incantation. He knew he needed to get further away from the bounty hunters, so he looked to the furthest place still within his sight that he could reach. Levina glanced at Declan briefly. She then crept around the corner. When she recognized Joffy, Levina hurried down the alleyway! Joffy! We've been hunting you for months. You are not getting away this time! Joffy finished his incantation and disappeared from the area. Damn! Where did he go now? At the end of the alley, Jiryu and Declan looked at each other. It sounds as though she found him. He teleported away. Good. That means we know he's somewhere near her. Without waiting for a reply from Declan, Jiryu dashed off in the direction of Levina's voice. He knew that Joffy had to be somewhere near to where she was. Where could you see? The dragon slowly scanned the area where Joffy had been. She looked for the most apparent hiding spot within sight. She'd assumed that he would move there, then hoped to teleport once more shortly afterward. That gave her a brief window to find her target before he was gone once more. As Lavina continued to search, Jiryu approached her, stopping beside her. So he's somewhere nearby? Yes. Somewhere he could see a moment ago? Jiryu nodded and scanned the area, 
looking for the most likely hiding spot that the bandit would have moved to. There! Pointing out a nearby alley, one with ample shadow to hide in due to the buildings it lay between, Jarillo began to run straight toward the presumed hiding place of the bandit. As he neared it, he could see a figure look out from the alley before disappearing once again with the same sound as before. Jarillo swore, turning and began scouring the area around himself, looking for the next best place to hide within. Hearing the familiar sound of the bandit teleporting, Lavina quickly tried to determine where he would end up next. Awestruck as Joffrey materialized, Lavina quickly recovered her wits. She had luckily happened to be approaching the man from behind. In an attempt to balance stealth with efficiency, she crept up behind the man. Seconds dragged on into hours while she inched forward. Her gait was broken when she heard her footfall echo. She felt the branch crush beneath her weight. Before she could react again, Joffrey had once again vanished. Damn! The bandit panted as he had reappeared in another shadowed alley. He still had not fully recovered from his injuries, and although he could continue this game of cat and mouse for some time, he could tell that he would be aching for weeks longer once it was finished if he did. Ugh! I need to find a good place to jump that's outside of this blasted town! Get away from them! That will not work for you this time, Joffy. The bandit's surprise turned around. Though the shadows hid the man, he nevertheless knew the voice of one of the bounty hunters who had so doggedly hunted him. Damn it! The bandit turned and tried to wheel his magic to course through his body once again. When the bandit felt nothing happen, his face grew pale. Why isn't it working? That would be a handy little item I had on hand, just to prevent your magics. You did not think I would hunt a man notorious for teleporting without some plan in mind, did you? I raided this turn of events, Joffrey turned, intent to Declan and make his escape. However, Joffrey was not expecting the man, by far the weaker and less physical of the two hunters, to punch him square in the jaw as the bandit turned. Having been caught by surprise, the bandit fell to the ground. Declan rubbed his now sore fist, trying to ease the pain in his knuckles. Lavina hurried toward the sound of the voices. She stopped and paled when she took in the scene before her. Um, what? Happened? I punched him. He was not expecting it. Joffy scowled as he looked up at Lavina before sighing in an equal mixture of frustration and resignation with the situation. Huh. Don't suppose it's too late to surrender? That may keep you from getting hit again if you cooperate. Grumbling to himself, the bandit held up his hands in a gesture of surrender. You think we can avoid making his injuries any worse if he keeps cooperating? We can certainly try. If you would be so kind as to tie him up. Of course. As the two bounty hunters finished their preparations, ensuring that their target was safely bound up and that it remained within the radius of Declan's magic nullifying artifact, primarily Taker and begrudgingly Jeryu approached the two. We wanted to wish you luck on your return journey. We? Incredulous, the bounty hunter looked at Jiryu. Both of you? Her. She just dragged me along. Oh? So you do wish for all three of them to remain here? Because that is the other option. That's more like it. Just because I want them all gone does not mean that I'm wishing them any sort of luck on their journey beyond getting out of our valley. And of course we're glad that you found who you were looking for. We are glad we managed to locate him before he caused any harm. And we are on our way 
And don't worry, we never intend to return unless we have another bandit in the area. Good. Of course, we would never dare to bother you unless we had good reason. But thank you for letting us remain here for our search. That is appreciated. <laughs> of course. Farewell. Levina moved away from the others. She then shifted into a draconic form. Declan then took a deep breath. Now to get Joffy on her back. Move. I'll do it. Oh! That's surprisingly helpful. It will get you out of here sooner. Ah, of course. Jerry, you picked up the bandit and followed closely behind Declan, putting the bandit on Lavina's back as Declan climbed up himself. When they were situated, Jerry, you moved away from the small group. Hopefully we never cross paths with you again. Jerry, you shakes his head and folds his arms. He stares at them all in frustration. Just leave already. The Jade Dragon took off running. After several paces, she leaps into the air. Jariu watches the horizon impatiently. When he is certain the group is out of boundaries of his home, he turns and approaches Taker. Thank goodness that that's finally over with. You realize that you don't have to be cruel to keep people from returning here, yes? You think that was me being cruel? Well, it certainly wasn't you at your warmest and most loving. <laughs> well, no. I saved that for you, Taiko. Oh, that's so sweet. Probably true. Smiling warmly, Jiryu reached over to take Taika's hand. Shall we head home, love? Staying gone longer than need be might not be the best idea for Severin. No, most likely not. I suspect Hanjiro and Miyu have already tried to get him to empty his wallet on more cakes. Thank you.